Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome in episode 64, Blue Jays Nation Radio. I think it's been like 10 days since we dropped a new episode, Coombsy. Uh, but as always, we are delivered by our friends over at DoorDash. Ding dong. BJN Pod DD gets first time users of the app 25% off and no delivery fees. You know the drill. DoorDash, delicious. Coombsy, you are back from Brazil. I am back from Brazil. It's a much more reasonable temperature here. What was it? I, yeah, I know of, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this. We talked, it was 32 degrees when we were recording last. And I was like, I felt like I was in a haze. Like I couldn't yeah. think clearly. So apologies to anybody who listened to that last time. Anything I said that was completely inaccurate, that was libelous, slanderous, didn't make any sense, whatever. That's because it was really fucking hot and I don't handle the heat well. I feel more comfortable back in this environment where it's like plus two. And now today we have, now today we have no excuses for why our podcast is bad. Well, it's just because we're fucking idiots. That's why this has nothing to do with the weather. It's not a big deal. It's just, it's just the Alberta education system. (laughs) (laughs) And we can both use that as a crutch. Uh, All right. Let's talk a little, a little spring training baseball. We're actually, we're going to be joined by our friend bag milk in a few minutes as well. That's going to be fun. We'll talk about that though. uh, When the time comes Uh, spring training ball for the Jays, I would say largely uneventful spring training action. And that's mainly a product of there not being a lot of interesting like races or competitions for jobs really. Right. No, there's, there's nothing really exciting to follow in this year's spring training for the Jays. It feels like it feels almost like kind of a hangover. We had, you know, there was the lockout and they reached a deal. No one thought they were going to reach a deal that fast. And there was this flurry of signings, transactions and trades when the thing opens up and then everyone's got April 7th circle in the calendar and it's, there's just this ugly, like three week stretch where, you know, you had two, three spring training games. Everyone's like, fuck yeah, you get to hear the intro music. You get to hear the sights and the sounds. This is sick. Baseball rocks. But now it's just like, oh, this is a slog. The only thing interesting to talk about is, are we going to have three catchers in the roster? Probably. Are we going to have so-and-so as a reliever? I don't know, maybe, but it's not like in previous years where there's like hot shot prospects who might jump every single level and play on the team, right? Like we, we, we know what the 28 man roster is going to look like. And even then, like the fact that it's a 28 man roster now, like there isn't the same, there isn't the same fight for spots as there was back in the days with a 25 man roster. It's a, it's a, it's a different world out there now. Yeah, it is. Like you talked about three catchers. I'm assuming it's a lock like McGuire, Kirk and Jansen are all going to be there on opening day. The infield mm-hmm. seems pretty locked up. You got Bo, Cavan, Espinal, Chapman, Vlad, and Greg Bird's going to make this team, right? That's maybe the one surprise yeah. that we didn't see coming from the beginning of spring, but his play has kind of spoken for itself. And I think 
considering their lack of depth behind Vlad at first base. The fact that like Lourdes Gurriel hasn't been playing any one bag during spring training, like Greg Bird's going to be the backup first baseman here. Yeah, I mean, you can't really, <laughs> there's, the team is so hilariously right-handed, even after the Randall Gritchick trade for Tapia, they're still extremely right-handed. So the fact that Greg Bird has come in and made this very easy on them, mm-hmm. it's like he, he came in, it was, it seemed very likely he was probably going to crack the team just because they need a lefty, but he's come in and he is, you know, <laughs> hits the ball like Some absolutely. Incident, yeah. yeah, he's, he's, he's made it impossible for, for it not to make the team at this point. So I mean, really all we're looking at now is what relievers are going to be in the mix. Is Nate Pearson going to be there? Ah, maybe is somebody else like Trent Thornton or Anthony Castro going to be there? Maybe who knows, but honestly, it's not that interesting. So let, well, let's talk about that for a second. I know it's maybe not the most interesting thing, but it is the one sort of area where maybe they have some interesting roster decisions to make. I have in the bullpen, Simber, Garcia, Miza, Richards, Romano, and Stripling as the locks to be in there. Um, I think I think Pearson will be there too. Like he's maybe not a lock, but they're they're gonna have him up there, right? Unless they want him to get stretched out as a starter in the minors. But I think are we not kind of maybe past that with Nate Pearson? I think we're past it. Has he pitched more than a two inning no. outing in spring training? It seems like they're using him as a reliever. So, it seems pretty clear that's the plan. Okay, so he's a lock. So we got seven. Um, so that means you would have sent it again, 10 man bullpen. You have three spots. They can go to Merriweather, Barucky, Phelps, Taylor Saucedo, who's actually been good this spring, or Anthony uh-huh. Castro. I think Merriweather, healthy, probably a lock, just based on what he did last yeah. year as well, right? Like you're not going to, as much as you might like Taylor Saucedo and what he did in the spring, I don't think you're keeping that guy on your roster over Julian Merriweather. No, Merriweather also can't be optioned now. Does He's, I thought he has he one left. Have, he has to go through. I'm pretty sure he has to go through waivers. I, I, I could know be wrong. Actually. Barucky does for sure, right? Rocky has to go through waivers, yeah. yeah. So okay. that's a challenge there. And then David Phelps also isn't on the 40-man roster, so yeah. but they have two more spots from the Matt Chapman trade, so that seems to open up the spots for Phelps and Bird. So we'd assume yeah. that, that those are the two guys, right? Like it's It seems like when they made that trade with Oakland, given the fact they were just firing guys at the 40-man that they had certain non-roster invitees in mind, I would imagine those are the two guys. Yeah. And then your bullpen then is likely rounded out. Merriweather, Barucky, Phelps. Like you're again, even though Saucedo's pitched good, Castro, interesting enough, but yeah, good I depth. just I just don't see it. Right. It's good There's to have be injuries. Yeah. You yeah. got a whole bunch of, you know, yeah. And Thornton that, as well, Andrew Vasquez, Hagendaner, tons of different names for depth. Might see later on the season. It's a fucking major league baseball bullpen. We're gonna see 40 different guys pitch for the team. <laughs> like last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's hope it's not as bad as last no, year. Let's hope um, it's not. Let's hope that it's only like, you know, it's 2016 style and we only see like six different starters and like 10 different relievers. That'd be cool. Unlike last year where I think we went through like 22 different arms in April. Yeah. And when, then when you look back on a team that missed the playoffs by one game, you go, man, if, mm-hmm. if it wasn't such a shit show early in the year and it wasn't for that Tanner Rourke start that they did in April <laughs> for that TJ Zoic start where he walked nine guys, you know, <laughs> the, we don't see any more of that. The end of last season and like the magical run back at Rogers back in the dome, everyone's feeling good. That really did mask just how miserable the early stages of that season were. Hey. Eh? That looking back, I uh, I was I was going through and looking back at the games they played last year in April, and so many of them are just games that I like wipe from my memory, like a doubleheader against Kansas City in early April when we saw like TJ Zoic and oh man, who was that lefty? That veteran lefty they had pitching in April, and he came in had like one really good outing, and then 
Oh my God. I can't even remember anymore. I was just looking at this today. <laughs> I can't remember, but I've wiped so many of these memories from my head because yeah. it was such an ugly time last April. Ooh. So we were, we're touching on depth being important in the rotation. Looking like when I just wrote, was writing down my notes, laying things out, looking at the way the roster is going to go. Like, you know, Chapman locked in at third, Boat short, Vlad at one, Espinal. Tommy Malone. Tommy Sorry. Malone. There we go. Yeah. Tommy Malone. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're gross. Um, continue. Sorry. Anyways, back to my infield thing. I There's a part of me that's a little bit concerned with the lack of depth. And and not even maybe lack of depth. Like if Vlad goes down, I'm just worried about how they handle like one untimely injury, you know, like there's not that piece who can be an everyday move around the diamond guy like Espinal, I guess, could maybe be that guy. Maybe I'm not high enough on Espinal considering what we saw last season. But there's a part of me that's getting like anxious of like, man, oh, God, what if Vlad goes down and we're like <laughs> Greg Bird's our everyday first baseman for a month? What if Bo goes down and all of a sudden Espinal and Biggio have to play every day and there's no one sitting below them? Am I right to have that concern or is that just like me being unreasonable? I think it's you're, you're kind of in the middle. It's there's always justification for being concerned about injuries, but then you also have to accept like if any team loses their best guy, then it's not good. If the, you know, the Jays lose Vlad, that sucks. You can't replace him because He's the best hitter in baseball. It's you know, maybe not the best hitter in baseball, but he's up there. He's top yeah. three hitter in baseball. You can't really replace that guy. And if the Jays just have a really unfortunate season where Bo and Vlad both get injured or George Springer is injured, then it sucks. But they have enough depth on the roster where you look at their lineup and you're like, okay, there's you know Springer, Bo, Vlad, Teoscar, Guriel, Matt Chapman. And then I think you can put Alejandro Kirk in this category as well. There's at least seven guys in the lineup who are good hitters. So yeah. one of those guys gets hurt, then you compensate for it in the lineup and you just kind of find a way to make it work, right? You have a big prospect and Gabe Moreno down there that maybe you call him up if someone gets hurt and you just shove the positions around and, you know, he breaks out with the bat and that's how you compensate. Or maybe if someone gets hurt and they have to pull the trigger on a huge trade and that's what forces them to reach out to Cleveland and say, you're giving us from Jose Ramirez, you're wasting our time. Let's just do this. All right. So whatever happens, happens. It's like if there's injuries, then they're good enough, I think, to get around it. But if there's a Boer of Vlad injury, then that sucks. Like no one from AAA is compensating for that. And that's just life. And actually, you know what? I think you, you make a good point there. Maybe I'm getting a little bit too spring training focused on where everyone fits on the diamond in the sense that, you know, like if you, if you had to for three weeks, put Greg bird in it first, then, you know, having him hit seventh is not the worst because the six guys still in front of him are going to be unbelievable. Right. So that, that is a good point. And the depth in the outfield is actually pretty solid as well with uh, the left-handed bat of Tapia mixed in there. I liked that trade. I know there were some people who were kind of like, Oh man, you know, you gave up on grit drug, blah, blah, blah. He could at least hit the ball better than Tapia. But like, I yeah. come on, what are we like? Yes. Really? We're not going to get the three week heater that Randall Gritchuk goes on every single year. But like Tappy is a better fit here. You lose the money the year after. It just it made sense. Like when I saw it, I barely even really reacted because I was like, oh, yeah, this deal makes perfect sense for Toronto. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't think the Jays were going to make any more moves after the Chapman deal. I thought everything was kind of finished at that point. And I was surprised that we were this late into the offseason. Randall Grichuk was still there and he was going to be this expensive fourth outfielder that sort of plays and sort of doesn't. Maybe he plays if George Springer's hurt. It just, it wasn't a good fit. Like they have, you know, four outfielders. None of them are amazing defensively. 
Grichuk himself isn't that good defensively. He's fine, but you know, he doesn't have a lefty bat. He doesn't, he doesn't hit for contact very well. He's not the kind of guy who, you know, you can bring him off the bench to pinch hit and beat it up double play or lay down a bunt or do any ninth inning shit that you'd want him to do. And then Tapia from Colorado perfectly fits that. I mean, I, I don't know where the griping about Grichuk comes from. Like everyone, was so mad watching this guy like swing through every off-speed pitch and every key situation ground into every double play in September. And then all of a sudden now they've, they've moved him in his contract for a decent, a decent player that they needed, you know, someone that fits exactly the exact profile we were talking about them adding. Like we were talking on the podcast before last one, that it would be a great idea for them to bring back Corey Dickerson yeah. because that's how desperate the Jays were to get left-handed and then they go and, you know, find this guy with good bat to ball skills and good wheels and a decent glove. And people are still whining about it. And it's like, you're just, you're reaching at this point. Uh, the other spring training storyline that I found interesting or Levis Martinez has been impressive. And the talk about him potentially being moved and getting some innings at second base coming up through the minors this season. I know it's not going to be the primary objective for him, but still, I kind of look at that. Like he intrigued me this year. And if they're going to make him a player who's versatile around the diamond, I wonder how quickly he could fit into the plans here. Yeah. I mean, it was a couple of years ago that Alejandro Kirk came up. It was the 2020 COVID year, the clown year. And he came up after, I think the, previously highest level he had played was I'm fairly certain it was high eight Lansing and he just skipped, you know, or it was, it was low eight Lansing, sorry. And he skipped yeah. high Dunedin and he skipped New Hampshire and he skipped Buffalo and he came all the way up and he looked fine. I mean, or all this based on how well his spring has gone. He, his last season, he split between low and high a, and the expectation was if he had a great spring, then he can start in double a that's not far from the major leagues. I mean, going back to your other point, if Bo gets injured and this guy's fucking mashing in double a, then maybe they find a way to get him on the 40 man roster and he comes up like that same thing with him and Mourinho. Like you have two very good prospects, like waiting there to potentially come up. And I think spring training stats are kind of bullshit. And I think one thing I've noticed kind of paying attention to the games this year is the pitchers seem kind of cold and the hitters seem to have the advantage over the pitchers, which isn't necessarily always the case. And I wonder if the stats are kind of inflated because of that. But then on the other side, whenever any Blue Jay does well in spring training, I say, fuck it. That means it's real. And I'm all aboard the hype train. Mm-hmm. So I think that Aurelvis Martinez is going to carry this amazing spring training into a season with New Hampshire and put up like a 1100 OPS and kick down the door. That's an expectation. We got our boy Bag Milk patiently waiting in the wings here. But before we get to him, I want to we need to talk about this because it is one of the bigger stories of the spring and it's uh Pete Walker's DUI charge. Um, I think everyone listening to this pod knows the details by now because it happened, you know, I want to say almost a week ago, a few days ago, whatever it was. Um, not a great look at all, especially like it's it especially is kind of a gut punch when you see something like this, when it's a guy who the Blue Jays community absolutely loved and adored. Right. Like Pete Walker was like a cult hero for Jays fans. And we don't necessarily have to give our takes on any of this. But with this happening in the States, the Jays have, have having to come up to Toronto in a couple of weeks there was the idea floated around that uh like is he going to be able to be with the team i know for a couple days we were sitting there and people were wondering on twitter like is this the end of pete walker with the blue jays doesn't look like that's going to happen looks like the jays are just going to kind of roll through this i guess cam and they're going to kick the can down the road like what's do you have a read on what's going to happen with walker yeah it kind of seems i mean if they haven't uh let the let him go by now then i would assume that they're not doing that um yeah. You'd think that if the Blue Jays found the drunk driving incident to be 
extremely severe than they would have just fired him immediately or shortly after the news came out. I you'd yeah. think, but you know, my, my assumption is, is that P Walker's lawyer is going to kick the can down the road until the end of the season. So he doesn't actually have to appear in court in Florida until perhaps September. And then there's no issue with him getting legally into Canada. Um, what happens there? I have no idea. I don't know. It, it's kind of awkward the way the Jays, the way that this has been handled. You think by now he would have made a bit more of a public statement, but legalities with this are complicated. Um, it's not easy for somebody to come out and speak to the press and say X, Y, and Z because he's eventually going to have to appear in court and then everything, you know, that he says is going to be used against him. You know, it's a sort of complicated situation. But again, like you said, like, I mean, I don't have to sit here and say that I have, you know, everyone knows what everyone's take is on drunk driving. Yeah. Like, that sucks. It's not, it's not an ideal thing to see. It's, it's disappointing. Um, you, 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 you obviously don't want to see, <laughs> you don't want to see that happening at all, but it seems that the Blue Jays are just going to, just going to let this ride. And I mean, I, I'd hope that there's, I don't know, maybe at least give the guy a suspension or something, because if you just kind of let it ride with no consequences, then it's not really a good look. I think the Jays, one thing, the, the Cleveland crew's done a good job of handling morality and ethics very well. I have applauded the way they handled the Roberto Osuna situation uh, a few the years Roberto ago. Roberto Alomar situation? Yeah, they handled Alomar very well, too. That was a difficult one because, again, a very popular player. Uh very key moment in Blue Jays history. He was involved in the cut ties. I don't think the drunk driving incident is as severe as that, but you know, uh, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not an easy thing to judge, but regardless, you'd think that you'd think that this front office, they've done such a good job of handling PR situations like this, that they, I don't know, maybe have a good have read on it, on. deserve yeah. the benefit of the doubt in some ways, the front office does not Pete Walker here, but I'm saying the front office in terms of, their judgment in handling this. I think they've done enough good in situations that have some similarity to this, that maybe you can look at it and not just jump down their throats for not firing him basically. Right. I think so. Yeah. There's, it's, it seems like there's probably more to it than, than we know. Yeah. And that's it. All right. Uh, let's uh, switch topics and talk about something which is much more fun than Pete Walker's DUI. Uh, but before we do that, let's give some love to our friends at Twiggyberries. Twiggyberries.ca get loaded up for the summer. New pair of underwear. Huh? Nice hoodie, some new sunglasses. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. Twig and Berries promo code Nation15 gets 15% off. And let's bring in Blue Jays guy, bagged milk. Um, big if, Blue Jays guy. Big Blue Jays guy, bagged milk. Um, if you don't know I'm who- waiting for this moment. I'm ready. <laughs> all I need is the chance, boys. It's all I We've need. We've been talking about this since like 2017. Yeah. Even before there was a Blue Jays Nation But like la- last year, though, I legitimately- Sorry, Tyler, go do your intro. Well, I was just going to say that there are maybe people listening to this podcast who are like, why is there a gentleman named Bagged Milk appearing on it right now? (laughs) And if you don't don't know who Bagged Milk is, you can follow him on Twitter at JSBM Bagged Milk. He is the Mm -hmm. beat writer for Oilers Nation. He does a ton of stuff over at the Nation Network. He does a bunch of podcasts, a bunch of video stuff, big meetings guy. A lot of meetings writes a ton of content. And I think for the people who <laughs> I know you guys are just going to do everything in your power to derail anything, even semi-serious I say on this podcast, but that's no, okay. I'm, I'm going to power through it. But just quickly for the people who are listening to this, who are blue Jays fans who are like, I don't know who bag milk is. I've never read a bag milk article. You take covering the Oilers from a sort of like a fan, a professional fan perspective. Would that be like a fair angle? That's my lane. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a fan of the Oilers. I don't 
care about the media. I don't want to be part of the media. I don't want press passes. I don't want any of that shit. I pay to go to games. I pay for merch. I'm just a fan that is lucky enough to have a soapbox. So I'm hoping to bring a little bit of that to Blue Jays Nation. I'm excited. Last year, I watched the most Jays games I've watched ever, probably in a season. So I started talking to Cam a little bit about it and seeing if I could come help. And he said that there's maybe a lane for me. So I'm excited about it. Very good. Um, yeah, we're, it's exciting to have you like, you're going to be doing sort of, you know, weekly recaps, stuff like that. Just whenever you got something to say about the Jays, it's going to appear on the site. Yeah. I mean, last year as the season went on, I got a lot more into the Jays and I wasn't missing games and I would actually clear out time in the schedule to watch what was going on. And I plan on growing that this year. And since we have the website in the nation network, I just, it makes sense to create content and that's what I like to do. And I like to write jokes and talking about sports is fun. And the Jays is going to be covering the Jays is going to be different for me because I've never done it before. But I also think that it's going to provide a different flavor of content for the website that maybe the more casual Jays fan can appreciate. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very different beast. I will say as someone who kind of splits their time down the middle between hockey content and baseball content, it, it's a very different voice and you're taking a very different perspective and you're wearing a very different hat while doing so it's um, baseball is a much slower pace. There isn't there, mm-hmm. th- there shouldn't be, I don't think as extreme reactions to things because the season's so much more of a marathon. It's twice as long as the hockey season. I think there still is, especially in this market because you know, it's Toronto and most people who are a Blue Jays fan are also a Leafs fan are, are influenced by Leafs fandom and Leafs media and just what the, the kind of aesthetic that that creates creates and the emotion that that creates. So it is a little bit more intensive the baseball market, but it's nice. It's, it's still a lot more slowed down than talking about the fucking Oilers which is so intense and everything is the end of the world. Whereas baseball, you kind of just, you know, just relax, slow down, enjoy summertime. It's good, but well, and I think too, that there's like, so I'm based in Edmonton writing about the Oilers, but we also have a pretty big Jays community in Edmonton we yes. as well. So, we do, yeah. so I think that there's going to be a lot of people that want to make the leap with us from Oilers nation over to Jays nation, because the season will be done by the time everything's really up and going. And then we'll be able to have some fun with it on a different site. And we'll be able to maintain the community angle and talk about some sports. And, you know, I'm going to fuck things up because this is the first time I've done this, but at the same point, I'm going to have fun with it. And I think that making content about the Jays is going to, is probably going to help me in a way figure out different ways to cover the Oilers when the next season rolls around. So I'm looking forward to doing it. I'm looking forward to watching the season. They're going to be good. They're going to be exciting. They're going to hit a lot of dingers. I love dingers. (laughs) And uh, I'm looking forward to writing about it. It's a, it's another, it's also a whole different beast leaning into paying attention to a full baseball season. Like there's something, there's something cool about knowing that this is going to be on every single day. And at most you're going to have one day off in between when the next game is like, you know, with hockey, maybe the Oilers get pounded nine, five by the flames on Saturday and they don't play for four days. And that's kind of whack. Whereas with baseball, you're like, it's there every single day. It's the backdrop of my entire summer. It's just, it's just omnipresent. And that's uh, that's, that's, it's, it's kind of a fun thing to, to bite off if you're going into it for the, for the whole year. So. Yeah. I think it's even fun. Like, 
there's just also something great about having baseball on and just kind of having following along as your night progresses. And I'm just going to have my laptop open and I'm going to write some notes and I'm going to make some takes and people that read BJN that actually have been Jays fans their entire lives are probably going to fucking hate it. But you know what? That's how, that's how I'll get involved in the mix. You know, that's how I'll be in the community and you can tell me off on Jays nation. I'll take it and I'll learn from it. No, or I'll tell you to fuck off. And that's the best part about sports is watching it. And I think too, that I think there's a lane for a casual Jays guy a little bit. I mean, I was reading the website today and every, everything that you're talking about is, is pretty intense and you have to know what's roster. going on and 40 man <laughs> rosters and depth charts and shit. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to be what I talk about. So I want to talk about the mood and the vibes. And we're talking about behind the scenes, a nation vacation to Toronto in August to try and catch some Jays games. And, you know, leading up to that, there's going to be, we want to build it up and I'm excited to write about it. I'm excited to watch a lot of games. I'm excited to just a different flavor of content. Cause for me as a hockey writer, blogger, I'm at the point of the season where I'm completely burned out on writing about hockey. And it's almost like we've still got, two, three months left to go. So to pivot and be able to have a different kind of lane while still doing my thing at ON, I think it's going to be fun. It's just going to be a challenge. It's going to be, give me an opportunity to be creative and get a little bit weird and try something new. Yeah, I, uh, I hundred percent. I like that you brought up the nation vacation to Toronto. Cause that is something we're talking about. Maybe bringing a plane full of Oilers fans or people from Edmonton over to Toronto for a handful of games at some point in August. I think that would be very cool because there's nothing. I love more. Yes. August. Okay. What, we, found what a, we found a weekend. I don't remember the exact dates, Tyler, but we found a weekend where if we flew out to Toronto from Edmonton on Friday morning, we could get, we could hit the Jays that night. They would play Saturday, Sunday, fly home Monday. Now you could get three Jays games in, or you could mix in a uh, TFC game, a Toronto, a TFC game oh, on okay. a Saturday to make it a little bit different, but we're just looking at different options and I'd be super excited. I've never been to an MLB game before. Um, so I, I'd love to go. I'd love to make my first one of Jay's game. Good, good, good. What about our what about our other proposal for taking a, a group to Seattle in July? I, Man, I would love to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I really want. It's a blast. It is so it's it's honestly the best. Save for going to a playoff game, which is obviously number one, despite my playoff record being one and four. The best Blue Jays vibe that I've ever had is going and, and taking over Safeco in Seattle and there being like 37,000 Jays fans and a handful of very bothered Mariners fans. So the issues <laughs> with that behind the scenes logistically were one, doing that trip to Seattle is a lot more expensive in terms of getting tickets and stuff. And like even the hotels in Seattle are like yeah. expensive in that run, not that they're cheap in Toronto. And also they play in Seattle NHL draft weekend. <laughs> so that pretty much is like no one. <laughs> yeah, perfect time. Let's go. Leave, leave like leave like one person behind. We've got Waz running O N radio while the rest of us or Waz running Oilers Nation while the rest of us are down in Seattle. Watching Frank's trying Jays. to get Tyler to do daily face-off stuff, and he's just like, "Nah, I'm watching the Jays in Seattle. Can't do it." You got one of the Nate interns doing the daily face-off show with Frank. <laughs> Might yeah, work. it makes sense to me. Oh, why know? not? I think we could definitely be fine. I like it. Seattle, yeah, okay. So yeah, the idea of us coming out in uh, in in August it could happen. I hope it happens. It'll be a lot of fun. I hope it happens too. Like we're also trying to, you know come up with different experiences, different ways to get the community together and just do mm-hmm. different things together. This past weekend, Coombs, you met you mentioned the 
Oilers lost to Calgary. Well, as much as that game sucked, it's still fun, right? Tyler to have a bus full of people going down behind Edmund lines and doing something a little bit different. It's a different I major phone. You guys, you guys look like you're having a good time. And I was like, I got to stop watching the Instagram stories because this is sad. Well, and that's that. why we need to come out your way. And like, I want to go to a baseball game and I'll get a little weird at, uh, you know, at a Jays game. And I'm going to bring my mitt, even though Tyler says I'm too old to bring my mitt and I'm going to catch a foul ball. <laughs> so it's possible. I, 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 I caught a ball at a game once and I gave it to a kid. Nah, fuck them late, kids. I'm going to take yeah, that home. Exactly. I gave, so it was batting <laughs> practice and a guy, I was in Anaheim watching the angels and the Jays. The guy on the Jays, I can't remember who it was, launched a batting practice dinger and it bounced and I caught it like out in the outfield. And some kid was standing there giving me puppy dog eyes. So I threw the ball at him underhand lob and he runs off with it. And then later on in the game, I see him down by the bullpen uh, asking players for balls and he got two more. Oh, that could have been your ball. We got three and I didn't get any. I'll send, you mine. The, uh, I'll send you the Chrissy intern signed ball from the office. You can have that one, one as a replacement. The one that we're going to throw across the river. Yeah. 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 One day. Yeah. That's the content that's coming. <laughs> Tyler, a, I think I can throw a ball across the river. <laughs> there's a lot of inside nation content dropping here. And I just, I like the, I like the idea of the few, like this is good though. Cause the few people are the people who listen to this podcast yeah. who aren't maybe Oilers nation people and don't get like the jokes. Like that's what bag milk's going to bring a little bit. And I love that. And I also love the idea of watching along and like reading your content as you go from like opening day bagged milk to like by the trade deadline, are you going to be writing something like, listen, they got to get a bigger lefty bat in this lineup. Like how you know I, am. I know. Right. But I, I'm going to love to watch and track the progress of like you going from like fresh rookie to like by the end of the year, by the playoff race, are you going to be like, why are they hitting Espinal seventh? This is ridiculous. Probably. <laughs> yeah. You're going to, you're going to probably gonna, well. like in, in late, late April, early May, just going to be like, Oh yeah. Baseball. I'm going to crack a beer. This is fun. And then like in August, you're going to be like, why did Charlie bring in this reliever who isn't good at getting ground balls, despite the fact that their team had to run around first base when they could have used this reliever and you're getting all like psycho Jays fan. Uh, well, that's what I'm looking forward to. It's going to be a different story arc from my start to finish at the end of the season. I think it's going to be fun because I'm fully admitting I'm walking into this gig covering the Jays, not really knowing jack shit apart from I like watching baseball. And, you know, I watched probably, I'm going to say 70 games last year. Well, let's crank her up. Let's see where I'm at. 107. The trade deadline comes in. Let's go. I'm ready. This my next- challenge to you, my challenge to you also actually is you should pick a National League team to also follow. That's I'm a lot of baseball team. though. Like it there's is. 160 pick- Jays games already. Like yeah. So the thing that I did in 2017 when the Jays started to be bad is I picked a West Coast National League team. So I was like, okay, this team's going to be on in the evening after the Jays. So if the Jays get pumped, then I can go watch somebody else and enjoy. So I picked the Dodgers because they were in the midst of this historic season where they were on pace at one point to win like 126 games. And it gives you a different perspective of the of the team because you see how another team's front office operates, like what they prioritize, how they you know make transactions, how they handle the media, blah blah blah. And then you kind of realize the things with your team that you think only your team fucks up. You realize everyone fucks up, and that's kind of that's kind of a, a cool vibe. My first thought was to pick LA because I used to have a joke when I was in high school. I used to always wear Dodgers hats because I'm from a small town in Alberta that starts with an L. So that was the, that was the joke I entertained myself with. <laughs> it's not a good one, 
but it's uh, fine. It's mine. It's fine. It's, it's reasonable. Joke. It's a child's yeah. joke. I'll take it. Will Smith may not slap me for it, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. Pick, pick yourself a West coast team. Enjoy nighttime ball. That's a lot of baseball though. Yeah. The funny yeah. thing is I planned on using this J season just as like, I don't really have many sports where I just sit and watch it casually and not really not care about the outcomes, not the way to do it. But like when the Oilers lose, I get rattled by it. I hate it. It pisses me <laughs> off. So I was going to kind of use the Jays as a, as my, my sports exit that I didn't really care all that much about. And then I just offered to work. <laughs> right. So we'll see how that changes. Yourself, you're going to get yourself into baseball. The most painful fucked up sport that does, is designed to rip your heart out and fuck you up. And you're like, this I'm is going to be my calm sport. I'm ready. It's not. It's going to fuck you up. <laughs> I'm not going to have any calm sports. I'm going to go from summer rage to winter rage. And it's just never going away. I'm going to be the Hulk 24 seven off about everything so i have an idea for one of your first pieces of content go ahead obviously for the people who are familiar with your oilers nation stuff you love ryan nugent hopkins that is your boy yeah hashtag keep nuge forever Mm -hmm. we have launched shirts multiple shirts about this it has been a smashing success you got the sign nuge picture in our office with the inscription keep nuge forever he and his wedding party which included (laughs) a bunch of oilers bought or had keep nude forever shirts and they have pictures of them at the wedding wearing them. It was a huge movement. Mm -hmm. Who is your blue Jays version of Ryan Nugent Hopkins going to be? But is he too mainstream? But like, how how is Nuge not mainstream? Is the first overall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when you think of the Oilers, it's like it's Connor and Leon. And then Nuge is kind of like the you know, it feels like when you're an Oilers fan, new just like it wasn't always that way. That's fair. It wasn't always that way. Was, Remember when big, I started? Was the, yeah, big when I started, keep Nuge forever. That was in his second season, Tyler. Yeah. So he was still one of the big dogs at that time, and it just car- kind of carried forward. Last year, when I was watching games, I just liked the way Bobichet played. So my first indication when you said that, my first thought would be him. So you're he plays you are a position a, I like. Yeah. He can hit dingers. He's got the flow. Got That's, stung by that B one time. <laughs> You know, what's not to like about it? It's, I think it's a reasonable fit. They kind of have a similar energy. They're both handsome kind of baby face guys. Yeah. And of course, who doesn't like Vladdy? Like the guy fucking will pump balls out of the stadium like I've never seen before. And he thick as all hell. He got three C's on that, on that fucking, on that, on that <laughs> the caboose, that old caboose of his. So I don't know. I'm thinking though, Bobichet would be my front runner, Tyler, but mm. wait till we actually get into it. Maybe there's somebody that wins me over. Maybe there's somebody I don't even think about yet. Right. I think you are going to love Alejandro Kirk. And Favorite. I think you are the going catcher. to, yeah. And I think you're going to love Lourdes Gurriel. I think he's also going to like Alec Manoa. Yeah. Alec Manoa is a big vibe. Yeah. He's a big vibe. Or Hyunjin Ryu, one of the two. Those guys have good vibes. I do like me a pitcher. Problem with the pitchers yeah. is they don't, yeah. they, they don't come out all that often, you know, once every five days, that's kind of the challenge. But a lot of us here fell in love with baseball exclusively watching one guy pitch Roy holiday. And it was not worth tuning in if he wasn't pitching. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how a lot of us started watching the team. Like I remember I, I would, used to watch would, a lot of, I used to watch a lot of Jays games when Halliday was pitching with my old man because he was a Jays, uh, he's a Jays guy, and there was just so many times we'd be watching and they would finish like one one or or one nothing or something or two one, and that was the only way they would win is if he fucking shut the other team up. I just, it was I, wild. I remember watching Roy Holiday games and he'd be like coming out like he finishes eight innings like 
four hits, one earned run, and they lose the game one nothing, or the reliever comes in, they're up one nothing, allows four runs, and then like that kind of thing. It was oh, that sucked, but right holiday, that guy was fucking awesome, an ace. Like watching the Oilers and Mike Smith comes in in relief. You know, you're not feeling great about it. Bag milk. If you want to get geared up for uh, your run of being Mr. Blue Jays this summer, may I suggest to you? May I suggest to you sportscloset.ca. They will ship to you. They also have some locations right around your your neck of the woods, but they will they will ship St. Albert Center, (laughs) Sherwood Park Mall. Those all resonate with our Toronto listenership too. I don't think we have a very big Toronto listenership. (laughs) To be totally honest with you, well, if you're listening to Toronto, if you come out to Edmonton, you go to Sherwood Park Mall. That's where it's at. Sure, People always talk about West Ed, but nobody talks about Sherwood Park Mall. <laughs> uh, sportscloset.ca, they will ship to you. Or yes, you can go to the Sherwood Park Mall and check them out. They got Blue what Jays gear. What do you think gear. I should get? You think I should get a jersey? I, I I think think so. They're featuring a Quebec Nordiques jersey. This is cool. Um, I think I think you'd look Sorry. good in a nice uh, baby blue Boba Shet jersey, maybe bag milk. Baby blue. I like the white one you got. I like the, I like the look Tyler has when he rolls into HQ and he's got the white jersey on top of a hoodie. I think I might roll with that. Let's see, let's see what they have in the mix. Uh, does how much is the baseball jerseys like? How much is a baseball jersey? What are we, like, what are we talking, Tyler? Sportscloset.ca. Let me uh, tell you right now, if you want one of those brand new, crisp Nike Toronto Blue Jays jerseys, you got the nice Blue Jays across the chest. 98 Jays jerseys here. Uh, you can get... You're looking you can get, at... Do you think you can fit into a youth extra large? I think you can. Oh, yeah. You can get that oh, for 100 yeah. bucks. You're oh, looking at 150 with no name, 175 with a name. All right. That's no problem. Oh, no. 100 bucks youth extra large. You can do that. Don't do that. We're going to get me decked out. Tyler, maybe I should bring you since Sports Closet is a sponsor of the podcast. Maybe we should go venture to get me one. Yeah, we can, can make that like too? nice little video content like Bag Milk uh, gets his jersey. Yeah. It'd be my first Jay's jersey. I'll get myself a new lid. Match and match. Extra large. There's one left in stock. I'll try it on. Do you want me to put it aside? Do you want me to send them an email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get them a sip, put it aside. It reminds me of when I used to go on pub crawls as a younger man, Tyler, and I would wear children's size Batman costumes. That would be what I'd wear out to the bars. It's a very early 2000s thing. Yeah, but you know what? I feel the best in tight pants. So the tighter, the better. That was always what I say. So in this case, the youth jersey probably would fit along those same lines. Um, I think it'd be just fine. Cam, I'm looking at our download numbers here and we do get like 65% of our listeners are from Ontario. So maybe you should really? put some, maybe you should put some respect on their names. I just Hello, assume, people of Ontario. Come to Sherwood I don't Park. think, I just didn't think anybody from out East out here could even understand our accents. We're so like obnoxiously thick Western Canadian sounding that I figured that exclusively people from Edmonton and the Edmonton area listen to this. That, was pretty, that wouldn't have surprised me. I, I was surprised that the number is admittedly as high as the website here tells me it is, but well, that's great. What else? What, what other analytics do you got on there? Um, yeah, weird, weird Are you happy with how this podcast is going? I actually am. Like I get, I get pleasantly surprised when I kind of look at the numbers and it's like, Oh damn. Like there's actually that many people listening to like yeah. Boom and I talk about baseball. Like again, I'm primarily a hockey guy. My qualifications for talking about baseball are not, incredibly high um but i mean whatever people i don't know it's a it's a very relaxing like pod it. too 
And we do, we, we have a niche where beyond the Western Canadian thing is we do one after each series. Yeah. Whereas most of the pods are, it's once a week. And there's a lot of really good Jays podcasts out there. Actually, another thing about being a Jays fan that's great is there's a lot of good Jays content in general. A lot of good, just like hobbyist writers. The mainstream media here is quite good too, actually. Um, the podcasts are strong, but we, we, we're the ones that just do it after the, the series is over. So I think a lot of people like that because you know, baseball happens fast. So if you do once a week, then I think it gets stale very quickly. Did you know 12% of our listeners are from the United States cam? Really? 12%. Yeah. Greetings Americans. Uh, that's, uh, that's for when we, when, when we have Neil on talking about the Yankees and he gets worked up about something. <laughs> we need to get him on to, for a nice little we Yankees do, yeah. off. I, was, I really need to, yeah, I need to hear him talk about <laughs> How the Yankees ultimately resulted in the Minnesota Twins. Well, let me ask you a question. You're you're bringing up the Yankees. Like, let me ask you guys a question. I'm getting into this. I'm going to be doing my shtick. I'm going to be doing my thing. We're going to be talking Jays and we're going to be loving the Jays. Who am I hating though? Who am I going to learn to hate? I know, I know Coombsy hates the trash birds. Fuck the Orioles. We make fun of them a lot. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. But they're not us. really that relevant. Like they're just terrible. No, they're not a rival. Well, we just, know. we like, dunk who am I hate? a lot. My hating the Yankees is because they spend all the money. Uh, I hate the Boston, Red Sox for the same reason. Boston and New York rivalry has kind of calmed down a bit. I think now the team we dislike the most is the Rays. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think joke. Remember franchise. last year. Remember? Yeah. Remember last year, like late in the season with that whole Kevin Kiermeyer thing where he stole that secrets card. Oh yeah. Remember I do remember that. I do remember, yeah. remember that. And there's, it's just there's the fucking Rays, man. Like ugh, they're awful. They're gross, like playing there down in Tampa in the Tropicana Fields, like an abandoned Costco. And it's just gross. Like, no one's had like no one has a good memory from there. It sucks. Like every time the Jays play there, it's a bad vibe. It's weird. Like someone hits a ball in the air and bounces off some rod and it goes and you know, it's just gross. It doesn't make any sense. And then and then also what compounded it is the Jays played that goofy little three-game playoff series in 2020 there and just got pumped. And it was sad. It was like, right. wow, this is the worst Tropicana experience of all time. I was thinking maybe the Red Sox because so, sales, sales guy Jared is a Red Sox fan. Oh, so yeah. I just, I, then I can throw things at him in the office, you know? Well, the entire Red Sox aren't going to be able to come to Canada because none of them are vaccinated. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's oh. a lot of Yankees and a lot of Red Sox that aren't vaccinated. And so like good players too. Yeah. Chris Sale. So what happens Aaron in that Judge. situation? Are they really going to have to go like half rosters? Yeah. That's a call guys up. Oh, <laughs> Canadian advantage. Right. Well, it's, we, we deserve it at this point that yeah. Mark Shapiro had a good comment about this. He was, um, when, cause there was a bunch of, uh, American teams were complaining about ha- not being able to go into Canada. And Shapiro said, well, like in the past couple of years, we've had, we've been playing outside of Toronto in minor league parks and they never complained about it. Like last year they played in their spring training facility in Dunedin that houses like 700 people and all 700 of them were fans of the opposing team shouting at them. And they play in Buffalo, which is, you know, it's better, but it's still a minor league ballpark. And that's that. So, (laughs) I mean, there's a, there's a, there's an easy solution if you want to get around this problem. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we are nine days away from opening day, which is certainly exciting. Um, is there anything else? Find, do you guys find the season to be a slog because it is so long? Cause like I said earlier, we're at what game 68 of the NHL season, something like that. And I'm finding that I'm hitting the wall a little bit. So how you guys manage it with a longer season? 
I think for me, like there definitely, there definitely are the proverbial dog days of the season, right? Like that comes, but the other thing that kind of keeps you in it is the team being good. Like if the Jays were 10 games out of the division by June 30th, then you're kind of like, boy, these next few weeks are terrible. But when they're good, you always have a reason to watch. And the other thing that keeps me invested thoroughly is, uh, putting a few shekels on the team during, <laughs> during the Well, game. that's the last thing I need, Tyler, is I need another fucking sport or team to bet on because I have not been doing well. Why? Well, yes, I did okay yesterday. But I have not been doing well lately. So that's the last thing I need. Although I guarantee it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I've, I've stayed out of this business. <laughs> I've, I've, I've stayed out. I've, I've not become a degenerate with, with the rest of you. Uh, well, I'm if very, you do decide to... my money. If you do decide to throw a little bit of money on them, our friends at Points Bet Canada, they are live in Ontario starting in April, I believe. Right, Bag Milk? Like this thing is right around the corner with Points yeah, Bet launching. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just around the corner and then Points Bet is going to be launching in Ontario. And I'm looking forward to doing some of that stuff yeah. and including some of the bets. Like I was already thinking about how can I loop in Points Bet into the stuff I'm writing at BJN because it's going to be... Here's the thing that I'm also thinking is because I'm just doing the casual thing, but I'm committing to the website as well. I need to motivate myself a little bit, you know, a couple of, couple of shekels, a couple of pennies, a couple of pennies here and there. I like it. I like it. Um, All right. If there's not anything else, I think we're, I think we're good to wrap. Yes. Sure. Works for me. This was fun. We talked for This is like 45 minutes. It's a long pot. Our listeners are used to like 25, 30 minute sprints. Is that, is that true? Just because we do like three a week, right? I love a good quick pot. In and out. Yeah, usually our goal is we like to be right around 25 minutes. Yeah. That's cool. So well, long hopefully you guys have me on again as I am a seasoned Jays writer. We'll mix you in throughout the year. We'll be mixing in our boy BK as well. Try to get a few of the other voices from BJN uh, in, and, in and around the podcast as well throughout the year. Um, but I think, Coomzee, we are going to do like one more. We'll call it our nerdy season preview. Um, yeah, right we'll, get, we'll, get BK on. we'll get BK on for those of you who are still here for some reason and <laughs> still listening to us talk. For those of you who want like a good, smart, tangible objective analysis brendan will be here to provide that next week <laughs> sorry people it's not me <laughs> it ain't me either, shut so don't worry <laughs> vladdy got that thick caboose that's what though that's what we learned today all right uh shout out to doordash twig and berries the sports closet and points Bet canada shout out to you bag milk blue jays milk and sherwood park mall and sherwood park mall uh, that's going to do it for episode 64 of the podcast. We'll be back a little bit later next week to get you all set for opening day. Best wishes. Yep, Jenks. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.